0: Parshas Balak When Balak, the king of Moab, climbed the mountains of his land and saw the Amisrul camping in the nearby valley, a great fear overtook him. Millions of men, women and children camping on his border meant trouble for the nation of Moab, and the great number of Jews caused Balak and his people much dread and consternation. Moab became very frightened of the people because they were numerous. And the people of Moab became disgusted with the Bnei Israel. Balak. It's a common thing you'll find by some Gentiles, some Jews too, that they're afraid of too many Jews. Someone recently showed me an article, a clipping from a certain newspaper, whose name I don't want to mention at all, certainly not in a shul. And the writer was telling that in Miami, the young Orthodox Jews are increasing and multiplying. He describes a visit to a pizza shop, a kosher pizza shop, and he writes there that when he ordered a slice of pizza, he had to wait 30 minutes before he was served. That's how crowded it was with Orthodox Jews. And he quotes the rabbi of the local shul. Once upon a time, this community was dying out, but now it's vibrant. It's growing in leaps and bounds, he said. Now the one writing the article was gritting his teeth when he was writing these words. Young Orthodox people are filling up the place, he said. Too many Jews is what he meant. Now in Miami, maybe there are a lot of Orthodox Jews, but it's nothing like, the, like what the Machane Yisrael looked like. That The sight was tremendous, tents as far as the eye can see, without end. Jewish tents filled with ultra-Orthodox Jews, and Balak was not happy with what he saw. So what did Balak do? He called Bilam to take a look. Behold, the nation has gone forth from raim and their multitudes are covering the land right opposite me. Too many Jews moving into the neighborhood, said Balak. And so he wanted Bilam to see the sight himself and be inspired to curse the Am Yisrael Because please come over here and see and curse this nation for me. And yet, when Bilam looked and he came down at the thousand, and he came down to look at the thousands of Jewish tents, his reaction was different than Balak's. He was inspired in a very different way. "For from the highest rocks I see the Amisrail, and from the hills I view them. Unlike Balak, Bilam was speaking Benvoah with prophecy, and he saw the Amisrail the way Hashem sees them. And therefore, instead of the dread and disgust, the multitude of the Am Yisrael aroused the admiration of Bilam. Bilam was thinking, great numbers of the Am Yisrael. That's Hashem's joy in this world. The sudden appearance on the stage of history of a nation of huge multitudes that had only recently been a family of 70 souls was something tremendous. But to actually see the huge multitudes was awe-inspiring. It was a sight that brought Bilam to great heights of prophecy. From the highest rocks I see them. Means, I see them through the eyes of Hashem. The sight of the Amashem Am caused an upsurge of feeling in Bilam, which Hashem utilized as a vehicle for Nevuah. And at that moment, there came forth from the mouth of Bilam the thoughts of Hashem. And this is what he said. Who counts them? When Bilam saw the vast number of the Am Yisrael, he said, Who is counting the dust of Yaakov, the Am, ya- Am Yisroel, that is as numerous as the dust? You know who counts them? Bilam asked. Hashem counts them. Hashem is always counting the Bnei Yisroel. Way back, at the end of Sefer Breshis, Hashem was counting. And again, in the beginning of Shamos, he counted the 70 Bnei Yisroel again. And as the family grew into a tribe, and then into a nation, Hashem was always keeping track of their number. You remember when the Am Yisrael came into the Midbar Hashem? Counted them into the Midbar. Hashem counted them again and again. Count the entire Bnei Yisrael, Hashem says. Who is it that is counting Yaakov? It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem is counting. Now HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew how many Bnei Yisrael there are. He could have told Moshe Rabbeinu, Al-pi-ne-vua, you have so and so many Jews. Don't waste time counting. And yet Hashem told him, count. Again and again we see in the Chumash that Hashem wants us to count the Bnei Israel. And there's good reason for that. When we count in the Torah again and again and again, the purpose is to show that we should appreciate who is the real one counting. And so the counting that was repeated so many times in the Midbar was only to emphasize that Hashem is counting us all the time. Now that's a question, because why did Hashem need to count them so often? They weren't going to war right now, that they needed a count. So what's the difference if it's 600,000 or or 603,000 or 603,550? It's a big nation and finished. What's the need to always be involved with numbers? And the answer is that Hashem wants us to know that He desires numbers. To Hashem, each Israel is a very important addition. Count the heads means lift them up, elevate them, because each one is very important to me. Don't say there are hundreds of thousands of Jews and therefore, what's the difference? One more or one less? No! Lift up every head because each additional chaimel, every additional chanelah is important to me, says Hashem. It's a mitzvah for us to count because Hashem wants you to know that He's counting. He wants you to count like He counts. We're counting one by one, this one and that one and the next one. Each Jew is counted. Their heads pass by, Jewish heads. Ah, each one is a pleasure. Ah, ah, that's what we're thinking. Because that's what Hashem is thinking. Look at a Jewish face as it passes by. Every single one is a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have skinny, serious Jews. It's very important to have them. And fat, jolly Jews. It's a pleasure to have them too. Business-like Jews. They're also a pleasure. Each one is a pleasure. No question about it. And that's why Hashem is counting us. Now this is such an important subject that we'll spend some time on it now. And we begin, we begin with the statement near the beginning of the Torah that needs explanation. And the spirit of Elohim was hovering over the waters. bracious. This was way back in the beginning of time when there was no land visible yet. The earth was covered entirely with water. And the Pasuk appears to be suggesting that because there was no dry land, there was no place for the spirit of Elohim to rest and it was therefore hovering over the water. However, that's a queer thing to say because the question arises, does it make any difference to the spirit of Elohim if underneath there's water or land? Did it have no place to rest because it was wet underneath? Today, they already have special planes, seaplanes, that could land on water. But Hashem couldn't rest on the ocean. He couldn't get his feet wet. So he was waiting to move to the dry land. That doesn't make any sense at all. We know that. So what does he care if there's land or water? And even when HaKadosh Baruch Hu separated the land from the water, when he made the water recede into deep oceans, and the land became high and dry, so you would think that now the spirit of Elohim would find a place to rest. And yet the Torah doesn't tell us anything. Even on the dry land, the spirit didn't find a place. And so the question remains, for what purpose did the Torah tell us that at the beginning of time, as soon as as Baruch made this world, His Ruach, His spirit, was hovering over the waters? The answer is, That already at the beginning of the Torah, we are being taught a fundamental principle that is the purpose, the crux of creation. There is a spirit of Elohim. Not Elohim, but a spirit of Elohim. Today we call it Shekhinah, the presence of Hashem. And that spirit was mirachefes. It was made to hover over the waters because it was looking for a place to rest. Hashem said, Wait, wait, the time will come when the Shekhinah will find a place to rest. But I'm telling you this Pasuk because I want you to know that the Shekhinah is waiting for a place to rest. It's hovering, waiting to find its Makam Menucha. And even when the days of the creation came to an end, the Ruach Elokim continued to wait because the purpose of creation wasn't Shamaim Va'aretz and it wasn't the large continents or the animals and the plant kingdoms. And it wasn't even man. HaKadosh was waiting for a certain man, for the person who would build the family and the nation that would seek to know him. And until that group of people would appear, his spirit would continue to hover. Merachefes Al hamaim means that the Shekhinah would not settle until the perfect people would enter onto the world stage. That's what the Torah is telling us in the beginning of the Torah. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu made this world for the purpose that his spirit should rest on something in this world. And so Hashem waited and waited. There were ten generations of great people from Adam from Adam Arishan until Noah. And still nothing. There were already big cities then. Large metropolises as well as tribes and nations. And yet the ruach was still merachefes. It was still hovering. And even when the family of Noah came and went, the Shekhinah continued to hover and wait as 10 more generations passed. And then finally, the perfect man came onto the scene. Avram Avinu. And he took the reward of all the previous generations. What reward did he take? He was rewarded by being told that it would be on his progenitors that the Shekhinah would come to rest. The hovering would finally come to an end. When Abraham came along and chose to recognize Hashem, that's when Hashem said, Here's my man. And at that point, the die was cast. The hovering Ruach Elohim had found its place and it would soon come to rest on the seed of Abraham forever. Avraham Avinu, after all, was the founder of our nation. And that means that he created the place for the Shekhinah to, to finally rest. It's his merit that the Ruach Elokim finally ceased to hover in limbo. Even the Torah was given B'zuchus Avraham Avinu. The Medrash in Shemos Raba says that you Moshe Rabbeinu, you received the gift of Torah ba'Adam because of a certain man. And who was that person? The great man, the giant among giants, Avraham Avinu. Because of the zuchus of Avraham, the Am Yisrael became the chosen people. It was because of this giant of a man that we received the Torah. And the Shekhinah came to rest upon him and upon us. And yet, it's interesting to note that Avraham and his family were not Zoyche to Kabbalah to, to kabbal Satoidah. They didn't have the opportunity to witness the Torah being given. That's something to think about. Why didn't Hashem appear openly to Avram Avinu and give him the Torah? Why didn't the others hear Hashem say, Hashem I am Hashem your God. Those great men who made themselves worthy of creating a nation upon whom the Shechina would finally rest, Weren't they worthy of hearing the Aserahs ad and receiving the Torah? And the answer is, that as great as the Avos were, Hashem is interested in numbers. Who is counting the numbers of the Am Yisrael, asked Bilam, Hashem, he's counting one, two, three, four. He's counting the Am Yisrael because his Shekhinah depends on numbers. It's the numbers of the Am Yisrael that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. And so although the others lived lives of absolute dedication to Hashem, the Shekhinah couldn't come down yet. Of course, there was a certain Shekhinah on them, but the intensity of Shekhinah that Hashem wanted to rest in this world couldn't yet find its resting place. Now we understand that the Shekhinah doesn't need throngs of people upon whom to rest. Of course, the Shekhinah can rest just on 10 Sadiqim, on 50 Sadiqim, absolutely. And it does. Even if one Jew is sitting in his house learning Torah, the Shekhinah is there. Absolutely. Let's say you happen to pass by and you look through the window. Don't do it, by the way. When you pass by, don't look at any windows. But let's say by accident you looked in. So you have to know that the Shekhinah is over that man's head. The Shekhinah is actually Over his head. But the intensity of the presence of Hashem. Requires numbers. And the more the better. Everybody knows that when ten Jews come together. The Shekhinah is present. On ten Jews gathered together. The presence of Hashem rests. Sanhedrin. Hashem loves when when ten Jews come together. And that's why. He comes to be present as well. You hear that? When ten from Jews come together, like right here, even more than 10 people came together here, the Shekhinah is actually here. You have to believe, that the Shekhinah rests where 10 kosher Jews come together. We're all kosher Jews here, Baruch Hashem. And we came together, not for the purpose of hearing jokes, entertainment, we came here to learn Torah. So the Shekhinah is with us. You have to work on that. You have to work on getting that awareness. It's a shleimus, a perfection, to think that way. Think about it until it becomes part of your mindset. To feel that the shechina is where from Jews come together. When you see a mother pushing a baby carriage in the street and children running alongside holding on to the carriage, there's not enough room on the sides for all their little hands. You have to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking at them with the utmost adoration because that's the place where the where the purpose of the world is fulfilled. That's the place where the Shekhinah is coming to rest on that family and on the families that will come from those children. That's how important it is. When you see a Jewish family, you have to look at them with the greatest with the greatest because they're the ones who are bringing down the Shekhinah. But suppose you would have more than that. Suppose you would have 22,000 Jews all together in one place. There's a much stronger Shekhinah. A special profusion of Shekhinah comes down. 22,000 Jews is an entirely different kind of Shekhinah. Yevamas. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said in Bamidbar. It means come to rest Hashem on the 10,000s and thousands of Yisroel. That's 22,000. Why does he mention the number ten thousands and thousands? Say he rests on the Am Yisroel. The answer is that's why he comes to rest on them. A special kind of Shekhinah rests on big numbers as a result of their numerical superiority. The more there are, the closer he comes to them. You remember when twenty thousand Jews came together for Siyum It was a very big experience. The New York, the New York Times didn't report about it. They couldn't report about it because it hurt them to no end. It killed them to see such a thing. It murdered them. Ken Yirbu, Baruch Hashem. Twenty thousand Jews getting together is wonderful. Or when twenty thousand Jews get together, let's say it is a certain Rebbe's Chasana. 20,000 Jews coming together for a chassidish chassanah, dancing and singing with music, the simcha, the chedva. It is indescribable. And the biggest happiness of all is that the Shechina is there with an intensity that's hard to imagine. Now the Mesil Zeshodim says in one of his sephorim, not in the Mesil Zeshodim, in his derech Hashem, that when the 600,000 Jews gathered around Har Sinai with their families. So it was more than 2 million Jews. That's when the Shekhinah came down in a profusion and the Torah was given. Hashem came down on Har Sinai. That was the time when Akadosh who showed himself most openly. He came down with his, with his Shekhinah in the greatest possible manner more than any time previously because there was such a big number of them that's why the Shekhinah showed itself more strongly than in all previous history now this subject we're going to study a little more because it's of utmost importance and the truth is that as much thought as we'll invest into this idea it won't be enough it's an idea so tremendous that it should be on our minds always you remember when Akalash Baruch Hu told Avram Avinu that he was cho- he was the chosen one, the one who would create the chosen people. So he said like this: "I am making a covenant with you to be an Elohim for you and for your children after you." Precious. the Gemara Yavamas says that Hashem was telling Avram Avinu, "I'm looking for your children because as many descendants as you have, in proportion to that number." I will keep my covenant to be your Elohim. Because on whom is the Shekhinah going to rest? Can it rest on stones? On the sidewalk? And on the lampposts? It has to rest on people. And that's why the Ruach Elohim finally ceased to hover over the waters. Only when the Am Yisrael came into existence, when we became a nation, the Spirit of Hashem came down and rested upon us. And it's still there to this day. It's of utmost importance to understand that the Ruach Elohim is now upon us. Yes, it's upon us. Each one of us, men, women, children, our heads are supporting the Ruach Elohim. Because the grand finale of the Pasuk came with the creation of the Am And it will never move away from us. Once the Amisroel was chosen, the Shekhinah won't rest on any other people. Not the Americans or the Dutch. Not the Hottentots or the Zulus. Nobody except for the Amisroel. Now you have to get this into your mind that the Shekhinah is here. Forget about philosophy. Forget about what our Kalish Hu really is. All that is Lamala, it's above our ability to explain. What we care about is what he has revealed to us. And he tells us that even though he is even though he is everywhere, still he makes his presence more intense in some places than in others. And it is most intense among the numbers of the Am Yisrael. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants more B'nai Israel, Because his Kavana is that the Shekhinah should spread in the world as much as possible. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the Afar Yaakov to increase without end. Because the Shekhinah rests on the Am Yisrael in proportion to the Mispar B'nai Israel. When you have more Jews present, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is concentrating His Shekhinah on a greater level. The more of us there are, the more the Shekhinah comes down. There's a presence that's more palpable. You can feel it more. And therefore Hashem is not satisfied with two million. He wants more and more. And so, if we see a big number of Jews someplace, let's say you go through Borough Park or Williamsburg or other places, Mesharim, Bnei Brak, and you see big numbers of Frum Jews, it's a pleasure to see them because the Shekhinah is there. When you have a few Jews who are devoted to Torah and Shamayim, that's very good. It's excellent. But when you have troops and troops of Jews, men and women, boys and girls, all from, that's already something different altogether. The Shekhinah could rest in a sparse way or in abundance. And it's the Riboy, the multiplication of the number of Jews, that makes it most abundant and that's why we're so happy that the number of firm Jews Baruch Hashem, is increasing and multiplying no question about that here's a big truck a block long rolling down the street with big letters on the side Khalav Israel. who's it for? for the Italians? for the Chinese? no it's for the riboy of Am Yisroel and the driver is a firm Jew with pais. a Jew with pais is the driver it's a pleasure to see such sights and from Jewish products, Mahadrin and the Mahadrin are increasing. Everywhere today, everywhere today, we find kosher products spreading. We're happy, but we should be even more happy because that's a nachas that Aqadish Baruch Hu is having. He's happy when he sees From Jews come together because that means that he has where to rest his presence in this world. And so when you see a number of Jews, a bigger number, we should be happy because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy. Did you ever think about that when you see crowded Jewish streets? Hashem is thinking that all the time, at least once in your life. You should think about it. The more Jews Hashem sees, the happier He is. When He sees 10 Jews come together, He's happy. Hashem is happy with them. When He sees 22,000 Jews, He's even happier. 2 times 10,000 and 2,000. That's 22,000. And it's a great happiness for Hashem. And when he sees 600,000 Jews, then he's ecstatic. And even more Shekhinah. And if Hashem loves to count us, if he's happy when he sees the numbers of the Am Yisrael, so we have to think along with him and be happy too. We have to know that this is a very big simcha for us. It's a big happiness. And therefore, when you see a Jewish neighborhood full of Jews, when you walk in the streets and you see Jews, of course from Jews, is what we're looking for. Houses and houses, blocks and blocks of shoyim re It's a happiness for us. We have to feel it's our possession, our wealth, because it means that the shechina is shoyidei Israel. Wherever you go, if you see signs that the Orthodox population, the firm population is increasing, Baruch Hashem, it's a happiness for us, for us. You walk out on the street Friday, tomorrow, and you'll see buses coming from all directions, bringing boys from the yeshivas, bringing girls from the base Yankov. Buses and buses on all sides. Baruch Hashem. Everybody is hurrying home for Shabbos. Mobs of frum girls with long dresses. Frum girls coming home for Shabbos. The place is bursting with people. Shopping, preparing for Shabbos. Bor HaShem. Beautiful chalas in the store windows. Who's eating all those chalas? It's not for the Goyim. It's for the offer Yaakov. For the Mizpah B'nai Israel. So when you walk down the streets of Williamsburg. Or the streets of Borough Park. Where frum Jews live. Or if you walk on certain blocks in Crown Heights or in Flatbush. Where from Jews live, you should feel a great happiness. We're happy because we know that the Shechina is resting on these kahilas more and more in proportion to the numbers that they increase. Train yourselves to think that way, and you're emulating the thoughts of Hashem. Now I don't know what out I, now I don't know what out of towners think, but the truth is that I'm not interested. I'll tell you what I think. The heart of Akalish Boruchu is in Borough Park. It's in Williamsburg. It's in Crown Heights. And it's in Lakewood. It's in all the places where the Frum Jews live. I can testify about myself that whenever I walk in Borough Park, I walk with the greatest derecheretz. I say to myself, I'm walking on Admat Kodesh, on holy ground. You Borough Parkers have to think about that. As you walk in the streets of Borough Park, houses and houses, there are blocks and blocks of Shoimre Torah, and It's a place of Kedusha. It's holy ground. One mezuzah, another mezuzah, another one. There's no end to the mezuzahs. And when you look up to the roofs, no antennas, no television. Even the roofs are holy in Borough Park. And that's why the Shekhinah is not hovering anymore. It's settled over the homes in Borough Park. Kaddish. Kaddish Kadesh. Big mezuzahs on every door. From men, from women, from children, boys and girls. When I'm in Borough Park, I always say, the Shekhinah is in Borough Park. I'm not doing it to make a remark, to show off. It's an expression of a Muna. It's how a person creates a Torah mind. Of course, I personally say, and I'm not partial, I say that the very best place is Williamsburg. Because Williamsburg Jews are the closest to the old European original type of from Jew. Now it doesn't mean that Europe was full of from Jews. Europe before the war was full of assimilationists, reformists, and mishumadim. But the real old type, they settled in Williamsburg now, and they are the ones who still have the flavor of the tradition from the old generations. Right through Williamsburg and you see from Jews on all sides. Baruch Hashem, the Shekhinah is Shirei B'Yisrael. It's actually the case. And if you want to be a Maimon, you have to train yourself to have a Hargoshah, Chushis, a sensory feeling of perception that the Shekhinah is among the from Jews. Flatbush too. Someone told me that a newspaper had an article saying that Flybush is full of Orthodox Jews now and it's bursting at the seams. That's what the newspapers say. It's bursting. The Syrian community brought thousands of Syrian Jews here to settle. We're jammed with Russian Jews and a lot of Israelis too. If you go up, high up, to certain districts of Bedford Avenue, you see palatial homes, each home like a palace with big mezuzahs and you think, who lives there? And then you see a boy coming out with a black hat and long tzitzis. That's a happiness. Streets and streets inhabited by from Jews. Baruch Hashem! They're spreading everywhere. It's a pleasure. And we must know that this is not merely a pleasure for us. Kaviachol, it's a pleasure for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kadosh Baruch Hu has a, has a tremendous nachas ruach when he sees the Orthodox Jews increasing. Of course, Am Yisrael means shoymrei mitzvahs. Reformers are not a resting place for the Shekhinah. Only people who keep the Torah. That's where the Shekhinah is. Those Jews who like to drift after the Goyim, they're not helping us with their numbers. Go to some places in Tel Aviv and they're wearing earrings. Men are wearing earrings. You know the Arab who blew himself up in the last explosion wanted to disguise wanted to disguise himself like an Israeli, so they shouldn't know it's a terrorist. So what did he do? He put an earring in his ear to show that he's an Israeli. That's a chil a mishkav zachar man. That's an Israeli. It's a terrible thing. Terrible. I saw a picture of the rescue workers who came to rescue the wounded people. They came, men with long hair, down to their shoulders. That's a Jew with long hair? Big long hair down to their down their shoulders. Even in New York, it's something that's hard to see. Such long hair. That's not the people the Shekhinah will come to rest upon. It's the Jews who are proud of showing that they're Jews. Those are the Jews who are upholding the Shekhinah in the world. Of course... It's not enough yet. Toronto is full of from Jews. Baltimore, Philadelphia, even Passaic. Wherever you go today, kehilas are growing. But we want the whole America to be jammed with from Jews. Because the more they increase, the happier our Kaddish Baruch Hu is. Of course, our enemies are unhappy. You have to know that. Because they don't see what Bilam saw. They don't see the Shekhinah. They see with the eyes of Balak. And he was very unhappy when he saw us. He was disgusted. And today too, very many are unhappy. Baruch Hashem, they're very unhappy. They see the riboy of the Am Yisroel. And their eyes are popping out of their heads. Let their eyes fall out. Let them grit their teeth till their teeth fall out. The Shekhinah is Shoydeh B'Yisroel. be Israel. Now let us not underestimate the prophetic words of Bilaam when he looked out at the millions of Jews camped at the edge of Moab because it was said for a purpose. Who is counting the dust of Yaakov, the numbers of the Am Yisroel. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the one who counts. He is the one who numbers the rova of Yisrael. Now rova is a queer word. Rova in Loshan Hakadosh refers to the union of the parents and the birth of a child. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is counting that. He is intensely interested when a man and a woman come together in marriage. He's watching and waiting. He's expecting to have the greatest nachas, and that is the birth of a child. And here Bilaam declared, Al pi Hashem, the immensity of the stature of the Jewish nation, his prophecy teaches that every additional child is of the greatest importance to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is intensely interested in the birth of a Jewish child. And so we learn how very important is this event when the chasan puts a ring on the finger of his kala. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking on. He's watching. He's hovering, waiting. We must get that into our heads how important that moment is. It's Kodesh. It's so holy. The Shekhinah is present and Hashem is counting. He's waiting. He's counting. Hashem is waiting for that because that's the most important function of marriage to bring Jews into this world. I met a chasson on the street today. He was walking with a, sh- with a shomer and he told me that he was getting married tonight. So we'll take him as an example. That chasson and his kala are being married tonight. B'Sha'a Toi we wish them Kol tuv and Brach They should live long. They should have beautiful children. And Parnassah He should learn Torah B'Hatzlocha. He should be Matzliach in cooking. She should be Matzliach in cooking wonderful meals and being an excellent wife. There should be shalom bayis always. Every good thing they should have. So now, it's the Chuppah. Here's the Chassan and the Kala and they're all confused. She's, she's thinking if her new shaitel is sitting right or not. He's worried about other things. Where is the ring? Is his tie straight? He's thinking that he might make a mistake and not say the words right. Whatever it is, they're not thinking about making a place for the shechina in this world. But at least we should be thinking about how great is their function now. They're coming together to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into this world. And that's why he's right there under the chuppah with them. How immense is that holiness of that moment? It's the beginning of bringing more of the shekhinah down to this world. And so we begin to understand now the greatest of all the frum women of the, of the Am Yisrael who were trained in the tradition of having many children. It's not a new tradition. But when I was in Europe, unfortunately the tradition had died out. In America it was kindled anew. This idea that Jewish women are the builders of our nation. Rebitson Kaplan, who founded the first g- girls' seminary, no question, she had a very important role in bringing the Shekhinah to America. She had 14 children of her own, and she taught thousands of girls to have big families. She raised up doidas, not only of teachers, but of, balabo- of balabustas who brought up from families of B'nai Tawira. Rav Aron Kotler Zichronel Vracha said that without Rebetzin Kaplan, the koilim couldn't exist in America. She prepared girls who wanted to marry Koil boys. Women are having children today, sometimes very large families, and they're increasing and multiplying. And it's because of the Zichus of these Nashim Tzedkan that the Shechina is dwelling on our people today. Things are happening today. Things we never dreamed would happen in America because the Nashim are walking in the footsteps of our great imaos. At the end of the Megillus Rus, when Boaz married Rus and a child was born, so the woman gave a blessing that Rus, that Rus, that Rus should be like Rochel and Leah who built the house of Israel. So now you know when Rochel when and Leah were thinking about when they were building a family, They were building the house of Yisrael. Not like today you have some people when they see someone who has let's say two children and they have only one child so they might be jealous. But what type, what type of jealousy is it? After all, it's like a child who has two teddy bears and the other child has only one teddy bear. So what's there to be jealous about? The difference between one teddy bear and two teddy bears is so much much more garbage. What's a teddy bear? It's nothing but rags stuffed with sawdust inside. And yet children are jealous of teddy bears. So she sees this woman has two children and she only has one. She's jealous in a teddy bear fashion. But that wasn't Ruchel and Leia. They understood what it meant to have a child. A child means that you're building the base Yisroel and building the house of Israel, we have to know, means the creation of the resting place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is choosing in his world. And so anyone who has a bigger share in building the house of Israel has a bigger chaylek in the great achievement of bringing the Shekhinah to rest in the world. Actually, this idea of bringing children into the world for Hashem is a tradition that has been handed down from our first mother. When Chava gave birth, birth the first time so she made a declaration that's in the Chumash it's very important to listen to Chava's words after all as far as Hashem tells us these are the first words ever said after the birth of a child what did Chava say about that child in Breshis now there are many Pirushim in the Rishonim and Chava meant all of them on this Pasuk Kaniti ish et Hashem. Chava was big enough to understand all of them, but right now we'll only mention one of them—the pedush that we need to hear for our subject. You'll you may have heard this before, but I'll say it anyhow. Kaniti ish et Hashem. I have acquired a man for Hashem. Chava was saying, "It's not just a teddy bear, not just a child. I brought someone into the world who will be a place for the shechina to rest." I brought someone else, a new servant for Hashem. And therefore a mother that has a child, as much as she can, she should be thinking, I'm serving Hashem, I'm doing it for Him. So that there should be more place for the Shechina to rest. It's not so easy. It's a painful process. But on the contrary, anything that's more difficult, the reward is bigger. And since having children is not so easy, the schad is very great. It's a tremendous dichus. Of course, it's difficult having children and raising children. But with some idealism, with some thinking, it becomes the most important thing in the world. You're raising children and you're filling the world. Now there's no doubt that a mother who is raising from children is doing much more than bringing the Shekhinah down to this world. She's also building herself. Her whole personality is improving, no question. She becomes an unselfish person. Raising a child is like learning a Musa Sefer, only better. All day long she's working on the Mead of Chesed. Chesed and Chesed. All day long. And then more Chesed all night as well. She nurses her baby. She had to carry around this baby for, uh, for a long time. And then she's nursing the baby. And for years and years she takes care of the baby. And even when it's a big child and a bigger child, it never ends. Even a grandmother still worries about her, her children and her grandchildren. It's kulo chesed, kulo chesed, kulo chesed. That woman will step out of this world into Olam Haba, a perfect creature. Because she's been ironed out. All the wrinkles of selfishness has been ironed out. Plenty times she loses sleep because the child was crying. Many times the child wanted something and she had to spend time playing with the child when she had work to do. So she ironed out all the wrinkles in her character and built herself up in this world. So a mother in her little home, her little humble house, is building something tremendous from herself. And there is a second building that she is doing. She's building up the world. The world should be grateful to her. You walk into a shul, a base Kinesis, and you see a minion full of Talmidei Chachamim from Jews. Where did they come from? The mothers brought them up. The mother took them to the bathroom when they were little boys. The mothers fed them with a spoon when they were little children. The mothers stayed up with them at night and gave them their and gave them and gave their lives for their children. And gave their lives for the children up. I brought him in, I brought him up. Inch by inch, the mother says in Eicha. And that means that it's the mother who are the mothers who are bringing the Shechina into this world. The mothers are not in the Beis They're not in the Yeshiva, not in the Koil, But the mothers are the ones who have the credit of building up these Yeshivas and the Bate kinesi, kinesi, Kinesis. Walk on the street, you see from Jews, black hats and streimalech, and beards. Don't forget that it was the mothers who brought them up, and those mothers get full credit for all the achievement of bringing the Shekhinah down to this world. Recently, I met a young woman who had a child, a little boy. Mazel tov, I said. I looked at the boy. How much did he weigh? Nine pounds. Ooh, that's wonderful, I said. Quantity plus quality. Nine pounds of a Jew is more important than seven or eight pounds. You think it's a joke? No, it's not a joke. Quality you already know. This boy comes from parents. His father comes from a line of Rabonim. His mother, a line of Rabonim. And even if not, he'll go to the Cheder, to the Yeshiva. I'm sure he'll get a very good Torah upbringing. So quality will be there. But HaKadosh Baruch who is especially happy because he weighs nine pounds. He counts that too. I once went to be Menachem Avil. A Rebbe passed away. A Rebbe of a, a, Rebbe of a little base HaMedresh passed away and I went to the home. His widow was sitting there, a little woman, a tiny little woman. But I saw her sons, big sons, big Hasidish men, a whole row of them, a whole row of sons from that little woman impressive looking men and i was thinking what a big achievement this woman accomplished each one could be a rebbe on his own probably they were that's an achievement she and her husband lived for a purpose no question about it they lived for the purpose of the shechina now when they got married i'm sure they didn't understand that fully I'm sure that her husband was a fine man, Natalmid Midchacham, and I'm sure they married B'kdusha U'mtahara, leshem Shamaim. But even so, they could never understand the greatness of the achievement of the of Hashras the Hashchina. Such a family. Arcei Levonum, Adire Hatoidah, Beautiful men, all Oivdei Hashem. That's what it means to get married. You're making a place for the Shekhinah to come to rest in this world. And so those prophetic words of Bilam, Mi mana afar Yaakov, Umispar et rova Yisroel, are actually one of the most fundamental principles of this world. We're learning that the Shekhinah rests among the multitudes of Yaakov, and the mispar of the rova Yisroel. The Shekhinah is actually here. And you have to believe that Be'emunah Shalema. Think about it until it becomes part of your mindset. You should actually feel that the Shekhinah is where from Jews come together. Of course, you won't see it. You'll never see it unless you work very hard and you train yourself to understand that it's the truth. That the Shekhinah has settled on the numbers on the, um, of the Am you have You have to spend time on it. It's not poetry. It's not a form of speech. It's a matter of a muna And like all aspects of a muna, it takes work. It's something you have to practice. You have to take it seriously and work on it. And habal Taher m'sayin You'll succeed eventually. You should never forget the tremendous truth that the Shechina Shorah be Israel, that the presence of Hashem is by us. It's one of the most important things to be aware of that the Shekhinah is resting on our nation, right here, right now. The Shekhinah is resting over us. Baruch Hashem, He's here. Have a wonderful Shabbos.